0: for what is episode eight called how to execute a cold approach correctly. Front stop versus the side stop. So we're finally getting a bit technical in this podcast. I know it's been a little bit theory heavy so far, but we're getting into some actual tangible practical stuff now when it comes to cold approaching. And day game, and which is the intention with this podcast. I don't want it just to be some mental, masturbatory, inner game stuff. I want this to be heavily action oriented and uh, tangible as well. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm essentially going to be talking about how to correctly execute the front stop. I'm going to briefly talk about the front stop versus the side stop, side stop being what I primarily use and what I promote and recommend, but I'll briefly touch on the front stop as well. So for anyone uninformed, the front stop, or I believe they call it the Yad stop, codified by a guy called Yad in the London day game community, is basically the quintessential way to stop a girl in in day game and when you're doing your cold approach, particularly in the day when you're in a busy area. Uh, Well, I hope it's just in the busy areas uh, and not sort of inside private property. So essentially what it involves is you spotting a girl, running after her, wheeling around, giving her a wide berth and literally coming all the way around to where you jump directly in front of her in the path that she is walking towards and you stop her so that's essentially what the front stop is called or the yad stop um, from the london day game guys me personally i do not use the front stop i used it A little bit when I was starting out as a beginner, however, I'll tell you my qualms with it and why I primarily don't use it and prefer to use the side stop. So first and foremost, me personally, I fundamentally feel that front stopping a girl is way too belligerent a thing to do, particularly in the West. My personal belief, some people might think I'm a pussy, whatever, I don't really give a fuck. I don't think you really have a right to do that. I don't think you have a right to jump in front of anyone's path, whether they're a, a male or female. Um, think about charity fundraisers, man. Like if they just jumped in front of you, like that shit wouldn't really be cool. I don't think you really have a right to do that. Now, I know a lot of guys are just like, no, you want to be you want to be dominant. You want to be masculine. Yeah, you want to fucking, yeah, take what's yours. Um, yeah, okay, cool. I don't really buy into that. I kind of like to have a bit of compassion and empathy for the girls. And um, I just personally think it's too... I think it's too aggressive. It's too much. And more importantly, to be honest with you, it's not really about the girls. It's more about the sustainability of the community, which I care about. And again, particularly in the West, as I said, I think whole approach is one of the best things that a man can do. And I would love to see this community grow more. And the last thing I would want is guys out there doing things which is undermining Uh, the very practice itself, and therefore the community as a whole. So I just don't think it's the most sustainable thing to do. Like I've literally seen people front stop girls in malls on private property, and I just think it's way too aggressive, way, way too aggressive. And another reason why I don't like it is, I never like the idea of a quote-unquote no girl uncomfortably standing in front of me, and just kind of pretending to, and just kind of awkwardly going along with the conversation. And about 30% of girls, like at least 30% of girls are just going to be straight nose. I mean, you'll deliver your opener, you'll deliver your stack, and then they'll just go, okay, thank you, and politely leave. Like, they'll be cool. So number one, to have 30% of girls you're talking to awkwardly, uncomfortably standing in front of you is just, it's uncomfortable. And at the very least, it's kind of lame to do that to that many girls, Because as we know, look, a lot of the no girls are okay with cold approach. Obviously, the yes girls are okay with it. Obviously, the maybe girls are okay with it. But I've got a feeling that there's quite a few no girls who fundamentally just don't go for cold approach, um, who are already kind of turned off by it. And I think it's best to, yeah, not make that experience any more negative for them. I know you get a shitload of credit by doing the front stop. A lot of guys say that, yeah, you can literally just get laid off the front stop right and this is why they do it okay and, and I appreciate that and I acknowledge that for sure it probably is more effective in that regard like you probably get more credit when doing it on like a yes or a maybe girl than doing say the side stop however for me that extra bit of like credit that you get for the front stop I would rather forego if it meant better sustainability for the community and if it meant less no girl sort of feeling uncomfortable essentially that's kind of the way I view it okay so what do I do then Well, I utilize what I call the side stop. So the side stop number one is I'll explain to you exactly what it is technically and physically, but I'll give you a reason as to why I use it and why it's my preferred method. Okay, number one, as I've mentioned, it's less uncomfortable for everyone involved, particularly the no-girls. Uh, and, and myself as well. I don't like the idea of one in three of those girls just flat out not being interested and I've just like physically stopped her. I, I never liked how that felt. The most important reason why I do the side stop is because of compliance. And I actually think it's a much more skillful thing to do as well. If you can essentially stop a girl with your eye contact, with your body language, with your subcommunication, I think that is a much more skillful thing to do than a physically superior man literally just forcing her to stop jumping in front of her path. Um, Something about that kind of puts me off a bit, but at the very least, I think it's way more badass actually to be able to stop her from the side, literally with just your eyes, your body language, your subcommunication. I think it's just way cooler. And the compliance... It's in itself, it's a compliant test. So already, as I've mentioned in other podcasts, I'm like Chris, I'm good looking loser. I'm very big on screening now. I'm very big on filtering now and I'm very big on cutting out a lot of wasted time and bullshit essentially and emotional energy. And one of the ways to do that is by compliance testing. And this is my very first test of compliance from the very moment I see a girl until I am basically pulling her, essentially. That is the most important reason why I do the side stuff. One more note before I get into the physics of things. I will say, like all the guys say in London Day Game Model, which I 1000% agree with, you always wanna be stopping motion. You never want to be walking with her. So you always want to be stopping motion. That in itself is compliance test and a showing of interest as well. If she's willing to stop and chat with you for a few minutes because she likes you and potentially because she might even you know be busy or somewhere to go, but despite that she still talks to you is a massive sign of interest. So yeah, never walk with her. It's creepy. It's fucking weird. It's lame. And anyone's cold approach advice you listen to, if they tell you to walk with the girl, just immediately show. Off their content and never even acknowledge them ever again. It's just some pathetic, low-level, ignorant shit. They haven't got a fucking clue what they're talking about. So yeah, never walk with them. Okay, let's talk about the physics of how to actually physically execute the side stop. Okay, so you see a girl, she walks past you, you turn around, you start walking after her. Okay? So you sort of do a light jog towards her. You, number one, wanna give her a wide berth, okay? So you wanna give her a good meter and a half to two meters or a good f- four to six feet. You don't wanna be too close to her body because she you're just gonna frighten her and I don't think frightening a girl is a good way to start at all. So you wanna give her a wide berth and you want to stop her on either side, whether on the left or the right, at 45 degrees. Now this is very, very important, okay? If you are too far back, so if you haven't even come to 90 degrees, let's just say you are 45 degrees back. So let's just say you're approaching her from the right and you are at, what would that be on the clock? You're at like 4 p.m.? Yeah, if you're anything beyond 2 p.m. essentially. So if you're at 3 p.m. directly at 90, that's not ideal. And if you're at 4 p.m. or 5 p.m., obviously that is just like completely suboptimal. Being that far back is just creepy. And if you think of all the bullshit the girls have gone through in their life with all the fucking creeps, all the stalkers, all the weirdos on the street, not us, like actual <laughs> proper weirdos who are basically like stalking her, catcalling her, trying to like walk her down is, is immense. They've just put up with so much nonsense in their life. So you want to separate yourself from those fucking losers who behave like that as much as possible. And you do that by not approaching from the back so don't do that it's creepy as fuck the same goes for approaching at 90 degrees why you don't want to approach at 90 degrees it's nowhere near as bad as approaching from the back and sometimes you can pull it off but it's it's not ideal you may as well just wheel around to 45 degrees where you're not in front of her path but you're not too far to the side where it's just too easy for her to slip away because that's what happens you'll notice as you execute this if you don't come Around, if you only if you only come around to ninety degrees, she'll acknowledge like you as a person, but it'll be happening all too quickly. She'll be caught off guard, and she'll just flat out be confused. And it's so easy for her to just like slip away and just smile or just be like, "Oh, no, thank you." And why that happens is because approaching from ninety degrees doesn't convey enough authority, and it doesn't convey enough conviction, and you're not basically subcommunicating to her that, hey, I've got something to say. I need you to stop if you could. It's just not authoritative enough. So that's why it's essential to come around to 45 degrees. Okay, so once you have come around to 45 degrees, you want to be smiling, and especially if you're a beginner, okay? And as something, I've heard James Tuss say this before, you will be smiling far less than you actually think that you are. Okay, so you've got to forcibly put on a smile and you've got to do that as you're wheeling around. So as you basically start that as you're behind her. So when you're about like four or five o'clock or even before that, have a smile before you're wheeling around and therefore before she even clocks you. You do not want to have her clocking you when you've got some fucking stern serial killer look on your face and then she clocks you. And then you turn on a smile. It's just fucking creepy, it's premeditated, it's fake, it's it's weird. Just have the smile ready to go. And you've gotta fucking force it, right? You have to force it, it's essential. And then you wanna nail three fundamentals of the approach. And this is credit to the great, one of the great godfathers of day game, Nick Krauser. He says the three core things to a cold approach to um, the execution is eye contact, stop signal, and conviction. So eye contact is self-explanatory. Stop signal is essentially signaling to her with some sort of gesture that you would like her to stop. So this could be, you know, you like subtly putting your hand up. It could be you sort of raising your eyebrows. But yeah, basically just putting your hand up essentially. And the last one, conviction, is basically the energy and the authority and i mean you know as the name, su- as the word suggests the conviction of intending to stop her to say something essentially okay and i'll get into those in just a moment okay so you're smiling you've got good eye contact you stopped her sort of with your hand and you're about to deliver your pattern interrupt and your opener and your stack starting with a pattern interrupt so what is a pattern interrupt so in sales a pattern interrupt is basically a a form of communication which essentially snaps someone out of whatever they're doing and brings them into the moment and you basically grab their attention and I'll essentially use a metaphor of landing a plane okay And I'll do that by giving you an example of a sales pattern interrupt and a pattern interrupting cold approach, okay? So if you're making a cold call, there's an open you can use by a guy called Benjamin Dennehy where he basically just goes, as soon as the person picks up, he just goes, hey, is that John? John goes, yes. He goes, hey, John, I'll be straight up. This is actually a cold call. Did you wanna hang up or let me have 30 seconds and then decide? Okay, so that's a cold call. This guy has just been jolted out of his reality and he's just gone, okay, this guy's got my attention. And he's basically set the scene of what is about to happen and John gets to decide whether he wants to engage or not, okay? An example of a pattern interrupt in cold approach would be, so when you wheel around, you say, uh, excuse me. She goes, yes. And you go, can I say something just a little bit forward to you? Or can I say something a little bit random? You know, whatever the, the cliche sort of, you know, lines are out there. A lot of people in London day game... Uh, use, use that, you know? Can I say something a bit cheeky? Can I say something a little bit random? Can I say something a little bit forward? That is essentially a pattern interrupt. And if you are a beginner, I think it's absolutely essential that you use a pattern interrupt. And now I'll use the the landing of the plane analogy, essentially. So if you go in, if you walk up to somebody who's not expecting to be approached, if you walk up to a girl, there's a good chance she's never even been day game before or approached that much, right? She's got no idea what's going on. She doesn't know if... When you come up to her, she doesn't know if you're trying to sell her, if you're trying to rob her, if you're just some, I don't know, weirdo who's uncalibrated trying to ask for directions. And a lot of the time, within the first sort of 10 or 15 seconds, there's going to be this sort of haze of she doesn't really know what's going on, right? So if you just launch straight in there, you just go, hey, excuse me. Hi, how are you? You're hot it's just going to frazzle her and it's a normal human response to just go, "No, fuck off, like get out of here. And I guarantee you would have had an experience like this with like a charity fundraiser or even just as a random civilian in the street who like wants some directions. Like some people are just completely uncalibrated. They'll come up to you and just go, "Oh, excuse me, do you know how I get down to Central Station? And they'll just look like, they, they'll have no empathy or acknowledgement for your human existence or your experience. They'll launch straight into what they want. And then before you've even got a moment to just like orient yourself, you're immediately turned off and you just want to walk away. And sometimes you just go, you answer reflexively, like, no, I don't know where that is. Even if you know well and good where that is, right? So the analogy of landing the plane is you want to set up a runway so you can smoothly land the plane. And this is what a pattern interrupt does. A pattern interrupt is the runway and then your opera and your stack is you trying to land the plane, if that makes sense. So if you're a beginner, I think it's essential for you to use a pattern interrupt. I think you'll find that your execution and being able to get into conversations or at least to deliver your opener in your stack is gonna be way more seamless. However, once you go beyond the beginner stage, I think you can, and you probably should lose the pattern interrupt and switch to something a little bit more entitled and more confident as you're able to, at that point, snap analyze a girl's immediate response uh, on the spot and what i mean by that is essentially when you get enough experience doing enough cold approaches because you're like calm at that point you're not like an emotional wreck like a beginner you're directly responding to her body language and how you stop her and how she responds to your pattern interrupt, how she responds to your opener and your stack. And you get really good at quickly determining exactly where her interest levels are at. So with the pattern interrupt, it's kind of like a beginner training wheel where you can just sort of like throw away and you can just launch into something a lot more uh, entitled. An example of, of something that's more entitled is I'm at the point where I literally just walk up to a girl and go, hey, excuse me. Yeah, look, I just had to say hi. I mean, you looked hot when you went by. had to introduce myself. I wouldn't recommend doing that as a beginner, but why I can do that at my more advanced level is it just becomes instinct. It's instinct, but it's also your vibe. It's also your body language, where literally all I have to say to a girl now is, hey, excuse me, and they know exactly what's going on. It's funny. You'll know when you get to a more advanced point where literally the only thing you say to a girl is, hey, excuse me, and then from time to time a girl will say, I've got a boyfriend, which is always a funny moment because she knows exactly what's up. So yeah, probably lose the pattern interrupt the more advanced you get. Once you've delivered your pattern interrupt, you want to square up your body so you are facing her. Okay. So if you've stopped her at 45 degrees, your body might be in a different direction. It might not be facing her. It might be, but there's a good chance it might, it probably won't be. So you want to square up your body language towards her. And this detail right here is subtle, but it is profound. And if any of you are struggling with your execution right now, if you're getting a lot of blowouts, make sure that you are squaring up towards a girl. So if you make that tweak, I guarantee you'll see a significant change in your results. And why it's important is it's just like the 45 degree approach compared to, say, the 90 degree approach or from the behind approach. It sub-communicates authority and intent. And those two things are very important, authority and intent. So once you've squared your body up towards her, before, right as you're gonna deliver your opener, you wanna step in, okay? So when you've approached her at 45, you wanna be three to four feet away from her, so about a meter away from her. And then you wanna step in about a foot or so towards her personal space bubble. And then when you do that, you wanna gauge her response. So you wanna see if that makes her subtly uncomfortable. You wanna see, the, what the main thing you're looking for is to see if she backs up, if she takes a step back. And most of the time that's not gonna be a good sign However, it's not a deal breaker, she might just be a little bit overwhelmed, maybe a little bit nervous, maybe a little bit um, flustered, and that's okay. You can always just just chill, and then as the interaction goes on, you can take another step in. So yeah, square your body up, take a step in. Okay, now you wanna deliver your opener, right? So now we've set up this beautiful runway with a pattern interrupt, and now you've squared up, and now you've stepped in towards her, and, now you're going to deliver your opener, okay? So an example of a cold approach opener, very similar to the London day game stuff. So it could be something like, okay, so once I've delivered the, the pattern interrupt, hey, can I say something a little bit forward? Yeah, look, I just saw you went by. I thought you looked good and I had to come up and say hi or I had to come up and introduce myself. Simple as that. That's your opener, Okay. So yeah, it doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be super fancy, but make it sort of as the London Day Game guys say, indirect, direct, or oh, fuck it, man. Even like I'm, I'm going even more direct these days. Like James Tusted, I love the fact that he just goes up and just goes, "Hey, I saw you go by. I thought I'd, I had to stop you. I thought you looked hot. To be honest, I mean, I love that. Go super direct, okay? So that's your opener. Now we want to move to, uh, the stack. And sorry, by the way, so all these. All these names I'm using, so like opener stack, this is part of the London Day Game model codified by the Godfathers. So shout out to those guys and all credit to those guys. I, I partly use the London Day Game model, at least as a beginner framework. So credit to those guys. So a stack. A stack is essentially added information that you are going to add onto your opener to essentially Number one, gauge her interest level and her attraction level. But essentially, you want to basically create attraction. You're basically leading with value, so you're not launching straight into an interview, which most nervous guys would do, like, hey, where are you from? What's, um, how old are you? Uh, What are you doing right now? That's value taking. You've gotta give value before you can receive, and that's what a stack does. You're giving value, You just go, hey, I just, this is why I stopped you. I liked your so-and-so. I thought it was X, Y, Z, but I wasn't really sure because you were in such and such mood. But anyways, I had to do it. This is all basically all just stack. So I'll give you an example of a stack, right? So let's just say you use the same opener. Hey, can I say something a little bit forward? I had to come and say, hi, I saw you go by. I thought you look really good. It was, um, it was your tats, your your tattoos, not tits. Um, It was your tattoos. It's like, it's really, it's really awesome, intricate work, I love that. And, um, yeah, I also liked your glasses as well. They were pretty cute and uh, and quite sexy as well, to be honest with you. And I noticed you were smoking this little vape as well. And I, I think, yeah, I, I love girls that smoke. as hot as fuck. That is basically a stack, essentially. Okay? So, at that point, if you don't really achieve the hook point, which is part of um, the London Dago model as well, that's basically just a subtle form of interest. Maybe she crosses her legs. Maybe she smiles. Maybe she asks you a question. They're sort of typical forms of hook point. If she doesn't give you any of that and it just feels like she her interest level's very, very low, just let her go, let her move on, no harm, no foul. Okay, so that is your stack. Okay, so the next point I'm gonna emphasize is gonna be your delivery of the cold approach, okay? And it's basically gonna come down to the following. Essentially, your confidence level, your energy level, and your level of entitlement, okay? so. This is basically behavior. This is basically the stuff that you can control. Because what we're doing here in the the approach is we're only focusing on what we can control and we're being indifferent or at least detached to what we can't control, i.e. her reaction, her availability, whether she likes us or not, okay? So I can't emphasize this enough. Your confidence, energy, entitlement when you are doing your cold approach, it has to be on point, okay? So your confidence has to at least be a seven out of 10. Your energy has to at least be a 7 out of 10. And your entitlement has to at least be a 7 out of 10, okay? You don't have to be a 10 out of 10. You don't have to be this raging, confident, super high energy, narcissistically entitled 10 out of 10 dude. Not at all. But you can't be a fucking 1 or 2 out of 10 confidence. You can't be a one out of t- one or two out of 10 energy or entitlement. You're just going to get blown the fuck out. I guarantee you that. Okay. Now I know it's uncomfortable. I know particularly as you're a beginner, when you don't have that belief, you basically don't have the entitlement and you don't have the confidence, man. I've been there. I know what it's like, right? But I'm telling you, you have to force this shit. You have no other choice. And this is especially true for when you're approaching the hotter girls, the higher tier girls. Okay, so any girl who is above a low seven. Listen to my podcast. Physical female attractiveness, there's levels to this game. I basically break down the level of beauty scale and the levels to uh, the cold approach game when it comes to how hot a girl is. Essentially, the hotter the girl you approach, the more confidence, the more energy, and the more entitlement you need. And I can tell you now, if you approach a girl who's an eight and you're going with a two out of 10 confidence, energy, entitlement, you're going to get blown to fucking smithereens, okay? So as I just mentioned, there's a quote that I love by Benjamin Dennehy. He's a sales trainer, and he says belief is followed by behavior and this is one of the most important things that you will realize in your journey in game belief is followed by behavior not the other way around behavior is not followed by belief when you're a fucking cold approach beginner you can't just arbitrarily start believing that you are entitled to an eight out of ten when you've never pulled an 8 out of 10 before or you have no reason to, right? Let's let's just assume you're not a 9 out of 10 guy yourself physically. Let's just say you're just an average 6 to 7 out of 10 guy, okay? You're not going to fundamentally start out with the confidence, with a 9 out of 10 confidence that you can pull an eight out of 10. Nor are you gonna have that entitlement level. It's never gonna fucking happen. And there's all this bullshit marketing on the internet about you know manifesting and just believing and just like self affirmations in the fucking mirror. I can tell you that shit does fuck all. It doesn't do anything. At least when it comes to specifically talking about getting a hot girl, right? You're not just gonna wake up one day and go, yeah, I've got the confidence to go for it. You're not, right? And that's okay, this is the starting point of all of us when we're starting out in our journey. And you'll continue to to battle this as you go through your journey as well. Your confidence levels, your entitlement levels, your energy levels, they will wane. They will sort of go up and down, okay? So belief is followed by action. You essentially force certain behaviors which get certain outcomes, basically positive reference experiences, and therefore your belief, it follows the positive reference experiences. So in other words, you approach an eight out of 10 You feel like a nervous wreck. You don't feel confident, but you go, fuck it. I'm just going to force this approach. I'm going to be the most confident, entitled motherfucker, 9 out of 10. I'm going to fake it till I make it. I don't care if it's not believable. I'm just going to force it out of principle, out of pride. You force that shit. This 8 out of 10 lights up. You get into a conversation. You go, holy shit, what the fuck is going on right now? This is surreal. You have a dope conversation. You get a number. You might even get her out on a date. You might even pull her eventually those key positive reference experiences, is where you start to believe, oh shit, I'm good enough. I've physically now got the evidence that I'm good enough to get this 8 out of 10, and therefore now my confidence and my entitlement is going to follow. So that's what I mean by belief is followed by behavior. It's essentially fake it till you make it 101. Uh, yeah, So just to reinforce that idea, this idea of, of forcing your behaviour is essential. Otherwise, you're just going to get blown the fuck out. If you are unconfident, if you are meek and you lack entitlement, you just get you're going to get blown to smithereens. It's okay to be nervous, right? It's okay to have a little bit of endearing nervousness. That's okay. That doesn't undermine the positive mal behaviours like confidence. And entitlement. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to be nervous, but you've got to force and exacerbate your confidence, and entitlement, and and bring a good energy as much as possible. Okay. To reinforce that idea, if you're gonna go out and cold approach, do it right, guys. Don't half-ass it. Okay. And why I say that is the first thirty to sixty seconds of a cold approach are fucking crucial. And and the same goes for sales. Essentially, the more that you give in this game, the more that you get. And the less that you give, the less that you get. It's the same as when I was working in sales. Making cold calls. If you don't give it a seven or eight or a nine out of 10, you are going to get blown to pieces. You will get hung up on all day, right? So you learn very quickly that even though I'm not feeling confident today, I'm not feeling good, I haven't made a sale in a while. If you're talking to some high value boss, some CEO, you have to force the confidence. You have to force the entitlement. Because that's what that person responds to. That's what hot girls respond to. Confidence and entitlement. you got to force that shit. Because if you are congruent with your fickle of motions of that day where you are behaving a 2 out of 10 confident because you're feeling like a 2 out of 10 confident, you're going to get fucked up. So do it right. Don't half-ass it. Anything worth doing is worth doing well. Okay, record yourself. I highly, highly, highly recommend recording all of your approaches and listening back to them and also sharing it with wings so they can give you solid, honest, hard feedback. It's going to significantly up your game and up your call approaches. I would also say this is even more important to do if in general you're getting a high amount of instant blowouts or you're struggling to get a conversation going beyond a couple of minutes, at least on a semi-consistent basis. If you're not getting one or both of those things, your execution is probably off. So record yourself, make sure you're doing all of the criteria stated in this podcast, and don't half ass it. Yeah, record, record, listen, listen, and tweak and adapt. If after that, you are still having problems, why don't you hit me up, Old Father Hawk, all right? I've been told that my execution is kinda of smooth so um no i'm just kidding but but seriously if you want to get some coaching it's um it could be very valuable it's all well and good for me to just like for you to hear an audio version of of basically this this practical theoretical information but the most effective way is to have someone correct it for you in person so look it doesn't have to be me if you've got a wing who's better than yourself if you even want to get a wing to record yourself and just like physically recording you you approaching on film and then having the audio as well do that um yeah record 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 and yeah constantly be making tweaks anyway that's all i got for this podcast i hope that was valuable yeah i'm gonna leave it there so thanks for tuning in again for the father hawk called approach podcast this is ryan Pleasure to have you with me again and I look forward to speaking with you next month. Cheers.